0: Welcome back to the Stavis Pass podcast. i my clutch points, I'm your host, Blake Bubble, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here to look at uh, week 16 in the NFL and uh, another very interesting week of games. Uh, still one to be played as we're recording this with the Saints and the Dolphins on Monday night. But uh, Dylan, let's jump right in to uh, the games. There were certainly, of course, a lot of them. Uh, but, um, it is, uh, you start with the, the Bills and the Patriots. This is one of our games of the week. And it really was, I guess when you looked at it overall, I mean, it was a pretty, you know, a very good game for, for the most part. But the big story here was that the Bills, you know, got the win that they needed. Um, big game from Josh Allen. And, uh, you know, this was one that I picked the Patriots, you picked the Bills. Uh, I think there was just, you know, a lot of unknowns probably with how the Patriots bounced back from that loss to the Colts the way things played out the first time around but uh, maybe the weather a little bit more of a factor uh, the first time around the second time around as the Bills get a uh, 33-21 win.
1: Yeah this was a game that in terms of Josh Allen we finally saw him play at the level that we have uh, come to expect maybe for after last season just out of his mind with some of the drives and especially in that second half it felt like the Bills maybe uh, missed some opportunities to to put the Patriots on their heels even more early in the game the Patriots stuck around some a lot of both teams i think that combined like eight fourth down conversions by the bills and pats in this one the bills is the first time that uh in the belichick's entire coaching career he's never had a team punt against him obviously that's not just because the defense didn't make stops they just had a lot of uh fourth downs they were going for but yeah really impressed obviously with what Buffalo put on the field. I still thought their defense was pretty solid despite you know some of the points that New England was able to put up. But yeah, you just saw when, when the Bills do at least try to run a bit, uh, they can at least keep the team a little more honest with their defensive sets. But even when they had the right plays, uh, you think of like that last fourth down before the final uh, Bills touchdown where Josh Allen looked like he might lose three, four yards, jukes his way to a first down. Even when the calls were seemingly right and the, the Pats were in the right play place, the Bills just had the superior guys making plays. And Stephon Diggs was fantastic, obviously with Gabriel uh, Davis and uh, Cole Beasley down. The, the real star that stepped up for the Bills, Isaiah McKenzie, made some ridiculous catches on some great throws. But yeah, it was just uh, yeah, it was a Josh Allen coming out kind of game. We'll see if the Bills can. Uh, Now with a pretty soft schedule to end it, uh, two home games against the, I believe it's the Falcons and Jets, they should be able to cruise to the division title here, which is crazy given where they've been early in the year. And now the Patriots still probably going to get in the postseason. Uh, They they get the Jags next week. But yeah, really, this game kind of lived up to uh, what I thought it could be. But the Bills put on, at least on offense, their best game of the season
0: yeah uh as a josh allen fantasy owner very happy that um i somehow came (laughs) down to the wire of deciding am i actually going to start jalen hurts over josh allen against the (laughs) patriots but uh you you can probably guess that i'm pretty thrilled that i did not make that decision Uh, you go with the guy that got you there and uh josh allen with a huge game like you said in that one all right our second game of the week was not so much um well it it was a game of the week for for a noteworthy performance but Uh, Not so much for the actual game quality as uh, the Ravens and the Bengals was our pick for that one. As we know, this was all Bengals from the very start. Uh, They had 31 points at halftime. They won 41-21 in a game that really didn't feel that close. Joe Burrow, 525 yards, four touchdowns. Um, T. Huggins, almost 200 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Jamar Chase, another big game uh, against the Bengals here. And, uh, yeah, this was... I mean, let's call it what it was. I mean, this is a depleted Ravens team. But at the same time, um, you know, when the the Bengals want to do what they can do offensively, uh, this was kind of an example of that, again, in – I don't know if you call them extreme circumstances, but um, this was not the Ravens team that, you know, at full strength is going to, you're not going to have to see the game play out this way.
1: No, definitely not. And the Bengals did thump the Ravens earlier this season, but I do think, yeah, if they had that full roster on the field, it would have been, or even closer to it. It would have been a a better game. I still think maybe the Bengals would have won because this team is starting to embrace uh, just pass, pass, pass with Joe Burrow. And obviously Joe Mixon has a fantastic game himself. They still ran the ball a decent amount, uh, but you really saw them hand the keys to Joe and against a secondary that, as we've talked about previously, obviously so depleted more so maybe than any other unit on the Ravens roster. And they just had a – it was going to be a rough day with those those three uh, ballers that the Bengals have at receiver. I mean, just uh, – that's let alone what Joe Mix can do as a, as a receiving option out of the backfield. It was ridiculous watching Joe throw the ball around the field. Guys were wide open, but he was hitting everyone. He's complete command. And, yeah, to have the <laughs> – crazy to have the fourth most passing yards – of all time in this game especially against a Ravens team that hey, traditionally this franchise has not given up a lot of 400 plus yard passers let alone 500 yard passers and now just the, the ridiculous stats that the Bengals have put up together against the the two teams that uh, really run this division for decades really in the Steelers and Ravens to sweep them both. Uh, now, uh, the benefit of some other uh, outcomes this week, the Bengals, now I think they only have to win one of their last two, whether it be against Kansas City next week or the Browns the following week to win the division. So, yeah, they are they got everything they want in front of them. The defense still playing well. Josh Johnson, I thought, filled in fine <laughs> at certain points for the Ravens. He looked pretty comfortable for a guy that just walked in the building. That's a testament to how the Ravens coaching staff has handled all these COVID losses, injuries, especially, uh, though, really. Um, but, yeah, man, it's uh, just an exciting game for Bengals fans. Even with all the, the things that were going in their favor leading up into this game, I, I still think you got to be pumped up about what you're seeing from Joe and him staying healthy and what this offense is. I mean, no matter what they do, if they get into the playoffs, as they, as they should at this point, if they win one of those last two games, um, no matter what happens from that point, I think you as a Bengals fan have to be just thrilled with how this season has uh, played out, especially the last couple of weeks, how they responded from that tough loss to the Niners.
0: Yeah, big win for the Bengals, uh, and uh, we'll see. Big matchup next week, as we know. Uh, That could be entertaining with the Bengals and the Chiefs. We'll talk about that one uh, in Week 17, our picks uh, in the next episode. But uh, let's go to our betting locks. And, well, we made you some money this year. We did not make you any money on these two. Uh, Let's talk about both of them, the Browns and the Packers. Um, The Packers win 24-22. It was another one of those games that really felt like it was more – I don't know. It felt like it was the Packers up by double digits, you know, up until the, the Browns scored that touchdown uh, in, in the fourth quarter. But um, this this did feel like one that the Packers were going to win. I don't think you ever really got the sense that the Browns were going to win this game, uh, just with how it played out. And then, I mean, the next one, you know, notable things to discuss from, from Packers-Browns, but, I mean, even more notable. Dylan went with the Chargers, and we laughed about it. He said... <laughs> Are we sure? You know, to to make the Chargers a betting lock is always a dangerous thing. And not only do they not cover the spread, they lose uh, handily at the Texans, 41-29. Another one that, you know, away from uh, that final, I don't know, Chargers scored a touchdown late. It was whatever it was. Um, Yeah. I mean... (laughs) I, this was just this was a Chargers game. Like, There's no other way to put it.
1: They're, I mean, I know they had some guys out on the COVID list. Obviously, defensively, they were, uh, really missed Derwin James once again. But, man, the, the Texans had, I think, more players on the COVID list. I believe they had 13 or some. Uh, maybe it was combined with IR. But, yeah, it was ridiculous that the Charger defense was not able to put up a better fight. Uh, J- uh, Justin Herbert has, as we've kind of talked about, uh, there's some games where he just seems to kind of fall into – uh, making some unforced errors, some obviously the pick six late when he's trying to really force things. But I think about when the Chargers are winning by a couple of points late in the first half, he throws a pick that uh, really, you know, they could have kind of put their, put their foot on, on the neck of the Texans at that point, taking a two score lead and gotten command. And it's just, things like that where you know when your defense is struggling like that you need to step up and you just couldn't quite do it and yeah but again that charger defense it's been a real problem and uh, give credit to davis mills though he made some absolutely incredible throws in this game i i thought down deep down the field things that i'd wouldn't have expected to see from him so even when the Chargers were playing fine at, at certain points he was making some great plays and then yeah the packer game it was really a weird game that i mean the browns outgained green bay by almost 100 yards they were running all over them at the end of the game as people have talked about there's a lot made of the possible pass interference on the last pick but you go back to the, the, really this game. The Browns could have really uh, had a much different outcome based on how it started. They get the you know the first touchdown. They get the ball back and just an unforced Baker Mayfield pick, and that was kind of the theme. All three touchdowns Green Bay scored came after right after picks from from Baker and. You know, they, they struggled a little bit in the kicking game. I mean, they, they're they down two because they missed the extra point and then have to go for two and don't get it in the first place. So their defense in the second half, I know Green Bay had the lead, but I thought Cleveland's defense re- rebounded great, didn't give up, you know, only the first field goal on the first drive of the second half. The Packers didn't score the rest of the way, um, and Cleveland just – yeah, it's just you feel like what, what could this team be if they had a quarterback not uh, making some of those mistakes? And at times I've defended Baker, uh, but, man, it's hard to after a game like this. It was pretty yeah. pretty tough to watch, and it really did feel like the Browns, uh, you know, played fantastic. Otherwise, uh, they came to, to fight, and uh, without some of those turnovers, even if they just ran, you know, took the ball out of Baker's hands at a certain point, maybe they could have had a different outcome. Instead, Green Bay still holding firmly onto that number one seed.
0: Yeah, I mean, just, you know, listen, our, our betting locks are usually okay, but uh, yeah, not this week.
1: Uh, I've I been bad. I, I think I've been bad so, luck. I think I picked the Niners one week, they end up losing the game, same way the Chargers did. It's been, the last few weeks after a hot start have just been terrible for me.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if we, we weren't going to get you with the betting locks, at least on the upsets we've got one thus far um the other one is dylan picking the dolphins to beat the saints which i think also at this point uh i was gonna say it's uh it looks a lot more interesting perhaps than we thought it would um but our other one was the colts to beat the cardinals we both picked that game as our upset not much of an upset it was cardinals were favored by one and a half and we Recorded this, uh, but the Colts do get a, a nice win uh, there in Arizona, 22-16. Good game. Um, Jonathan Taylor, fantasy owners, probably not think so, uh, as, you know, he didn't have his usual 40-point performance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he still ran for 100 yards. Like, that's the thing, is he still rushed for over 100 yards, and he felt like he didn't have a great game. Uh, but, you know, this is one that, I mean, we've talked about it with the Cardinals, and just feels like they're one of those teams that, heading in the wrong direction at the wrong time Colts the opposite. uh they are playing really well right now and, and get a nice win on the road
1: yeah really huge game for you know in terms of the playoff implications for both conferences we talked about this as a possible game of the week and it, it, I mean it ended up being close obviously at the end the Colts you know for all the things we said about Carson Wentz he made some incredible plays on that last touchdown drive uh, to keep the drive going and then also on the on the touchdown itself uh, to keep it alive and make that throw on the run uh, but, yeah, this it just, uh, you know, really this game for me, I, I started thinking more about the Cardinals and how where they've kind of gone the last few weeks and the slide that they've been on and, you know, obviously losing that game to the Rams and then the Lions. And you feel like maybe coming back here, they'll uh, get something going. And it felt like a game that they had in play, you know, like their defense played pretty well. It wasn't like the like you talked about. Jonathan Taylor didn't go off. We didn't see the same. Colts dominance at certain points that we've seen over this last however many weeks where they've only lost a couple games by one score each Um, both teams missing field goals uh, you know and extra point though for Prater not something we're used to with how dominant Arizona's been uh, in the kicking game uh, this season but yeah it was you know actually a couple missed field goals I mean that that really ended up being you know one of the deciding factors really was the kicking game because otherwise the Cardinals are there and Kyler still had some plays where you think you'd want to have him back and it's just you you see the flashes you see the great play and then certain things just kind of fall back on them and it's a team that also got away from the run at certain points They, you know and I know that they didn't without Connor and their Edmonds I thought looked pretty decent and a lot of the yards do come obviously from Kyler but their passing game just does not look the same without DeAndre Hopkins we we talked about how important he is to just a scheme that at times is really matchup based and uh, they rely a lot more on guys just being superior players uh, than actually scheming things open. And when those guys aren't in there, like DeAndre Hopkins, it can really cost them. So a uh, big win for the Colts. Yeah, they yeah, they needed it because obviously the AFC playoff picture is ridiculous still at this point. So a huge win for them, even if the division isn't going to be in, in their favor because of the result uh, back on Thursday night last week. But um, yeah, just uh, now the Cardinals, they, they're in the playoffs. They clinched the playoffs, but it has to be uh, on Sunday based on the outcomes. It has to be pretty bittersweet for them.
0: All right, two our quick picks, as we said. Uh, Saints and Dolphins still to play, but uh, you mentioned the Thursday night game. That was the Titans getting a nice win over the Niners, 2017, yeah. another good game. But uh, it looked like this was the Niners game from the start, but uh, held Titans this in the first half, but the Titans uh, score all 20 of their points in the second. And, yeah, this was uh, this is one that, again, it, it felt like the Niners had pretty much controlled this game for the most part. But, uh, things sort of swing a
1: little bit there uh, in the third quarter. Yeah, A.J. Brown decided to wake up and become an absolute yeah. animal. I was watching this game with a friend of mine that was facing in a fantasy semifinal, Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown and it was really hard to watch. He He arrived during the second half and to watch him see everything fall apart was pretty pretty brutal but yeah for the titans i mean they they just this is what they've done all year they've beaten good teams in games where maybe you feel like they shouldn't win and they just pull them out they they fight they stay in the game they don't at any point put their head down when they're losing um the niners clearly could have yeah taken a big first half lead that the interception the end zone not even like the typical uh, kind of jimmy g picks that we've been talking about in terms of just not seeing a a robber safety or just some sort of zone coverage where guys drop into the zone. He's so uh, zoned in on his man. In this case, it was just the guy guarding his receiver <laughs> he threw right to him. A pretty brutal one in that spot to not coming away with points especially with the way their defense was playing and the Niners do fight back you know later to tie the game because of again Debo is just ridiculous whether he was running the ball the backfield catching the ball the man just it it looks like he's going to go all the way every time he catches it at least that's his mentality it seems like and he's fantastic again but yeah just some too many mistakes the pick that let the Titans tie the game up by Jimmy also another mistake and it's like you see the you see the reasons at certain points uh, why uh, the Niners do believe that they can be a, a good team with him, and then you see also why uh, you know they're eight and seven um, at this point, and I feel like yeah, like you said, this is like this is different than the, the Bengals game where I felt like the, uh, the the Niners got away with some things and. Uh, maybe escaped with a win there this felt like they should should have won um and yeah tennessee just aj brown decided to go nuclear and obviously credit to Tannehill making plays and a real turning point obviously that uh, it was while it was happening it was very obvious the titans were just trying to draw the niners off uh, without having to snap the ball before the end of the third quarter they do on that long third in like 23 allows Tannehill to throw the ball up to AJ and that just completely you know at that point is a 10-10 game that really flipped everything so those kind of mistakes can bite you and those are the those are the little edges that Tennessee has been getting all year
0: yep they have uh, for sure and uh, that was one of those big wins we talked about huge game they needed that one uh, and they got it all right we're not going to talk a lot about Falcons Lions um, believe it or not the Falcons are still in the playoff picture here at 7-8 which um, I think some of their fans are probably frustrated with because Again, as we've said so many times, it feels like the Falcons are a four-win team, but they're not. They're 7-8, and eight, and they almost lost the Lions here. But um, big interception late does the trick there. So Falcons win that one 20-16. We'll talk a little bit about more of the more important one. The Rams uh, get the win in Minnesota with the Vikings, 30-23. to uh, I mean, you know, Matthew Stafford did not have a good no. game. Uh, yet they still put up 30 points. They still went on the road against a, you know a team in playoff contention. So I guess from that standpoint, you know, you can't be that upset if you're the Rams. Uh, you clinch a playoff spot, you do all that. But like I said, it was a not a great game for uh, for Stafford.
1: No, it was concerning for sure on, on, that, on that front. Some unforced errors, some really, you know, the, some good plays by the Vikings defense. The pick that set them up for a, a touchdown down at the one-yard line. But the first one really just not seeing the guys sitting in the flat. Some mistakes that, you know, when they lost those three games in November, uh those are the it, it felt similar to those kind of uh, the mistakes that ended up costing them and the difference was <laughs> that special teams and defense uh really stepped up this not out even before the 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 touchdown return by brandon powell i mean this was easily the best i you know seen the Rams special teams they do have the pro bowl kicker and matt gay who's been just absolutely lights out but in terms of their coverage and uh, on the punt game and uh, not Johnny Hecker's best season. He had a solid game. They were, you know, pinning the Vikings twice on kickoffs within their own 15, like, 10-yard line. like uh, Just out, just really game-changing stuff that really can help your defense out. The defense in the first half was fantastic. I mean, they only gave up points really because of the turnovers outside of that. They did still keep the Vikings uh, on, on a number of red zone trips. They had the one interception. They had a couple other times they held them a field goals. So I thought the Rams' defense really – uh, was impressive in this one um, as, a, as a total unit they, they lose their Ernest Jones And they don't miss a beat with him going down the offensive line, also stepping up some of these guys that, you know, as a Rams fan, I don't even, you know, look at too often because they're not even starting, uh, not even backup linemen. Like, yes, Bobby Evans does stick in again, moving over after filling in last week because of the COVID list on right tackle. He fills in the left tackle. And I mean, they just guys stepped up all over that offensive line. And Stafford did make some big throws later in the game, uh, to his credit. Uh, they'd still, uh, had s- maintained some drives and obviously, as we've talked about, they, since they've you know went on this winning streak, now going undefeated, I guess in December. Um, Sony Michel has been a huge part of it. The man is just running with a purpose. The offensive line is creating holes, but he's also falling forward every time, two, three yards. And it's really changed their identity to now where, you know, it, they find different ways to win, whereas before it felt like Stafford had to be playing better. So it does encourage you in that in the, that kind of sense that they can pick each other up and find different ways to win. But hopefully, yeah, Stafford needs to limit those turnovers, man, because it uh, just really, at times, it made a game that could have been a, a easier win for the Rams be a lot closer for a lot of it all right as
0: you expect we're not also going to spend much time on the uh jets and the jags uh the jets get their fourth win of the season 26 21 winners of the Jags. of course the big story for the jags uh james Ro- james robinson i think uh torn achilles i think was that yeah um yep. yeah so he that's unfortunate because again one of the bright spots for a a bad jags team mm-hmm. uh, at this point but uh, zach wilson's 52 yard uh, run that was a, a red zone mm-hmm. highlight uh, that was a, an impressive run for him but as we know both these teams are uh, going to be looking at uh, you know top tier draft picks unless the jets went out and you know they'll be right there without one of those but uh, we'll see if that happens Man. i don't i don't think so i think they play the bucks uh, <laughs> this week so <laughs> I, I don't see that happening but uh we will see i guess um all right uh, i guess we can talk a little about this one. the eagles uh, beat the giants this was another one that probably have a lot of eyes on it but uh i guess it deserves a mention because the eagles are as of now in the playoffs uh, yeah. 34 to 10 they beat the giants um this was a first half which is brutal but um second half eagles scored 31 of their 34 lane johnson gets in on the action gets a touchdown uh jalen hurts did not play great here uh giants are just i mean what do you say i mean again they're they have no offensive um you know consistency or rhythm whatsoever nope. right now so Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's a win for the Eagles and eight and seven. I mean, they're they're right there. They're in the playoffs as of right now.
1: Yeah, not a team that would be fun to face. I I still would probably take, you know, any of the division leaders in the NFC over them in the postseason. But I think they're the kind of team that can keep the game close, because even when Jalen Hurts isn't playing fantastic, their defense is pretty solid. They run the ball well. Obviously, this game. Was did not look like it was going to be a, thir- a twenty-four point eagle win for most of it. It was three to three at halftime, not a lot going on uh, on either side. But then Philly kind of caught fire there for a little bit, and uh, it really started with the defense getting that pick in the second half. And overall, they kept them in the game. So yeah, uh, def- uh, yeah, they're right. Uh, you know, with the Vikings especially losing. I think if the Saints win tonight, it's still going to be the Niners and Eagles in those last two playoff spots. They just switch based on the tie breaks, uh, their seeds. But they control their, their destiny, which is all, you know, considering where they were at certain points earlier in the year you can ask for Devonte smith continues to make ridiculous catches week in and week out just been at, as good as advertised just as good as we thought he probably would be coming out of alabama and his fantastic uh, last season there so yeah they they get washington next week uh, you know they probably would hope that dallas wouldn't have anything to play for in week 18 there's a chance the cowboys still could get the one seed i believe they have if the packers fall in one of the last two games the, the cowboys would have the tiebreaker Uh, based on their NFC record so uh, that could end up being a really big game with a lot on the line for both teams Um, but at this point yeah still for the Eagles I think if uh, from their fan base perspective you have to feel good about you know this looked like a team that was going to be struggling potentially pretty pretty badly again and, 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 you know, the one bright spot early in the year was maybe Devonte Smith having some good games. But then now they've, they've developed an identity and they're playing hard and yeah really took care of business against a Giants team that's so very down and out. The, more of the drama with them is all the stuff off the field. And now Joe Judge has apparently gotten the vote of confidence to be the coach uh, moving forward still after this year.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens with the Giants uh, in the offseason, but uh, not a whole lot to say about this next one either. The Bucks beat the Panthers, as we would expect, 32-6. Uh, to six. This was pretty much domination from the start. For the Bucs, um, you know, Antonio Brown comes back. He gets all the targets. Um, yeah. You know, as a, another fantasy owner there for me, picking him up and pretty excited to have him in a, a key playoff spot. Um, so... I mean, the Bucks are the Bucks. I don't know if there's a whole lot more to, to mention about this game. I mean, as we know, they, they've got AB, they've got Gronk. Um, you know, Mike Evans, when he comes back, uh, they're still going to be, even without Fournette and Godwin right now. I mean, they're, they're still very powerful offensively.
1: Yeah, definitely a different offense without those guys in there, and I, I still think godwin missing him especially is going to be costly just for what he does in the run game also as a blocker but yeah antonio brown is going to get a ton of targets like you said 15 that's ridiculous and uh i mean they're able to run the ball over carolina which is maybe a little more concerning um the main takeaway is that i I said it when we were recording last week this is the game we're going to look back on on monday and say this is the one we should have made a betting lock and sure enough it ended up playing out exactly that way so Mm -hmm. here tampa still in i think they're in the last uh seed uh, of the of the teams in the division lead right now is the four but still have a chance at everything in front of them and still uh, with one of the easier schedules to go
0: yep uh, for sure that was a pretty impressive performance uh, for the bucks all right this next game I want to note even though it's not really you know a, a big game for either team but it was the snow game uh, the Bears <laughs> get the win on the road against the Seahawks 25 24 an incredible um, play on the two point conversion yeah. for the Bears oh to win gosh. the game. Uh, it was uh, was it Bird I think yep. made the the catch just an unbelievable catch on that. Uh, I tell you for some reason I, I really zoned in on this game uh, and, and started watching it probably as a David Montgomery fantasy owner. But um, still, like this was one that like if you don't watch the Bears regularly, I guess when you see their play calling, sometimes you can understand the frustration <laughs> of Bears fans. There was a scenario I think where they had what was it? It was like. Third and less than a yard. Um, you know, I think it was in, you know, goal-to-go scenario. Yeah. Third and less than a yard, Nick Foles, quarterback sneak, nothing. Fourth and less than a yard, and lesser than it just was, right? <laughs> Another quarterback sneak goes nowhere. And you've got, like, Dave Montgomery, and I'm not just saying this, you know, as a fantasy, yeah. holder, obviously, I'm, but, like, he, when you watch him play, like, he's such a hard runner. Like, he just, I mean, he will just bulldoze people, and even, you know, in his size, he is very strong, but like this is where i think you a game like and look we're saying this they won the game but um i don't know if that makes it happy actually right (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those where it's like you you go to five and ten but um yeah like i just this offense and and as we're saying this was out without justin fields but you just get the sense that this offense should be so much better than it is And, and and again i know we're talking about a game between two bad teams but um, this was there. You, you could see some of that frustration uh, in a game like this. I think.
1: Yeah, there's. Uh, they definitely have some playmakers. Obviously, Alan Robinson was on the COVID list this game, but, um, I, yeah, they have. There is a lack of of imagination at times, as you're mentioning there. Uh, Their offensive line, I will say, is still pretty brutal. Still a unit that uh, overall, that's I think falls more on the personnel side uh, that they need to work on. But yeah, it's, uh, nonetheless. Uh, Not not a lot of imagination with some of the play calling they have. But like you said, they come back and they get the win, a game that they could have easily lost based on, you know, that fourth down stand, other things that went against them. The Seahawks do miss a a later field goal that could have – you know, put them back up by a couple couple scores there. Uh, props to the Bears for going for two, to not let this game go to overtime with not a, a ton on the line. And Nick Foles ends up having, I think when Bird initially looked like he was open and he waited too long, then it, so, you know, a defender before he threw the ball came off, uh, I forget which receiver, was in the flat wide open, so it just looked like it wasn't going to work out. It looked like a couple guys were missed, and then suddenly that catch was absolutely fantastic, and I think the real winner of that catch isn't either team here. It's got to be the Jets with uh, improving their free first round pick that they got yeah. in the jamal adams trade from seattle so uh game yeah, yeah. um seattle man though uh, it's it's like they played hard it looked like at certain points with not, not a lot to play for after that loss to the rams but just uh really it's interesting now i i think one of the teams i'm going to be the most curious about going into the offseason watching uh how they adjust do they try to really rebuild or are they going to just kind of keep chugging at it and hope that uh they get back to their winning ways next year
0: well, the Steelers will like to get back to their winning ways after this game. Um, Chiefs thirty six, Steelers ten. Dominant performance yeah. from the Steelers I mean from the Chiefs. It just was again you talk about a game that was never in question. What was it? Twenty three to nothing at halftime, yeah. I think, and that felt like, like fifty to nothing, uh, with the Steelers offense. So uh, yeah, this was another one, you know, without Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill was really not even a factor. No yet. The Chiefs did whatever they wanted to offensively. The Steelers just, I mean, they are just not good on offense.
1: So. Yeah, it's hard to watch at certain points. And some drops, too, uh, as much as uh, Ben Roethlisberger yeah. deserves to, uh, a criticism for, you know, uh, it just is what it is at this point in his career, not the guy that he used to be. But, yeah, some, some costly – Drops that could have extended drives. Also some great catches. Claypool and Deontay Johnson make some. For all, it was Deontay that had at least one drop that I'm thinking of. But Claypool made another fantastic catch in this game. These guys are playmakers. They have a lot of the pieces. They just think that maybe this is a team that is going to need a different option under center. But their defense, that's the one thing that has been Pittsburgh's. Uh, big disappointment this year I thought if they're going to be you know an offense even this good they would probably be potentially a playoff team because of that defense instead that unit yeah, uh, you, know, you know this game was put into bad spots but overall this year has not been that impressive and I thought that this was uh, even without as you mentioned without Tyreek Hill having a, a big impact I thought this is one of the best games um, of, of Patrick Mahomes season he was just on it the whole time it it wasn't even just uh, you know as they have been playing on offense really well lately taking things that are given to them not uh, trying necessarily to go over the top but man he was it just seemed like he was in complete command. He was not going to let the Steelers stop him at any point. He was making the, the kind of signature throws that we think of with him throwing on the run and hitting guys all over the field. And, yeah, it was just really fun to watch him. And the Chiefs are, with this defense playing like it is, I mean, they, you know, for all there's a lot of teams in the playoff or in the Super Bowl that uh, you could claim have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. I think more maybe than the last few seasons, it really feels like there's a number of teams in each, each conference. But really the one team that I would be the most afraid to play right now in the entire league is kansas city i just uh everything's kind of coming together for them at the, at the right time and patrick mahomes uh, with uh with something to prove isn't necessarily a place that you want to be in when you're facing this team uh, moving forward
0: well speaking of the afc west uh, the raiders get a 17 13 win of the broncos uh, raiders now jump eight and seven broncos fall to seven and eight I mean, this was a – I wouldn't say it was an entertaining game, but uh, it was a, a close game throughout. Yeah. But the Broncos offensively outside of that second quarter just could not do much. Um, and, and that was kind of the story here as the Raiders uh, get the win.
1: Yeah, they I mean, the Raiders' really uh, defense looked pretty good this game. They only give up really six points um, outside of that interception that Carr threw at the end of the half, which as much as you, whatever you want to say about Derek Carr, is was a, a fantastic play by chubb on that um but i mean i just i question the play calling more than anything in that spot just get to the half um a game that for the raiders that they had to win to stay in the playoff conversation they still got a shot here uh it's gonna be a really tough game against the colts next week but if they somehow win both and get to 10 and 7 they could still get in so uh for their sake uh they they fought hard Derek carr had some pretty great moments to throw and the catch on the hunter renfro touchdown were both fantastic i thought another kind of up and down guy you think of josh jacobs he has that awful fumble but then he also ends up having a really good game some great vision some great cutbacks out of uh, plays where nothing was really going for him and in the middle of the field and yeah just uh, by the end of it the raiders really were able to control the game on the ground which is not something we've seen from them and they get that last play action pass to uh, to end it so a team that yeah i don't know where they're necessarily going to go by the end of it but I, I thought their defense max crosby had some big sacks and Yeah, uh, at least uh, encouraging for the Raiders to still be in the hunt here two weeks ago. Well,
0: and then there was the (laughs) primetime game on Sunday nights, uh, which was over about 10 minutes into the game. Uh, Cowboys 56, Washington 14. Again, another sort of extreme circumstance here for Washington with uh, all of their, you know, just, I mean, just roster movement, all this sort of stuff. This was not you know the Washington team that had gained a little momentum there for a while I mean this was just listen the Cowboys could have scored 75 if they wanted to in this game um quite frankly I, I think it was I mean the 42 to 7 at halftime and really they could have doubled that probably in the second half uh if they wanted yeah. I mean it's you know I think it's a it's a good scenario for Dallas just because we know that the offense needed to kind of re refine itself a little bit and you know, uh, you're not going to play this kind of game every week, but um, still, this was this was something that, that the Cowboys needed, and it, it kind of lined up, uh, I guess, in the right way for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That it was just a bludgeoning. It was ridiculous uh, how quickly got out of hand the, the obviously the Trayvon Dicks pick uh, just unforced errors like that but then also the Demarcus Lawrence play I mean that was just fantastic watching him run down the sideline uh, so athletically and just I you know thought for sure he's gonna get tackled in the way he was able to score and that was crazy the pick itself was nuts but yeah when their offense I mean this defense has been playing really well for a while now um, they're a team that in, in the NFC I mean I just as scared as I would be to face any of the other three division uh teams maybe even more with dallas because of how good i think they right right now just because tampa Bay's secondary with guys being banged up and guys that have been out for a while now um i think dallas's defense might be the of those four division leaders in the nfc the the most scary um in terms of what they can do and how they've just completely physically imposed themselves on their opponents heineke was just brutal in this game overall but uh, you got to give a lot of credit to Dallas and then you see what happens when their offense is clicking and DACA looks pretty good in this one and we'll see week to week that's the thing with Dallas their offense hasn't always been this consistent they got to much bigger test in, in the cardinals next week um they've kind of you know they, they lose the raiders on to the raiders on thanksgiving i think they've won four three or four straight since then but they've really kind of had a softer schedule here uh lately um so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the cowboys can do once they get into some of these uh games against tougher opponents um obviously you look back when they only, they only scored nine points against the chiefs not that long ago so Um, Yeah, just uh, for Dallas, though, uh, they're on fire right now. Still feeling like even when their offense doesn't play like this, I still think they're going to be right in a lot of uh, games in the postseason because of this defense just becoming uh, a really great unit, uh, top five DVOA unit. I'm sure it might even improve this week. And it's just something that I did not anticipate before the season, that Dallas would be this good on that side of the ball, and it's made them into a, a true contender
0: yep it has for sure and uh there you go there are our thoughts on week 16 in the nfl as we said saints and dolphins you will know who won that game uh, by the time uh, you listen to this and uh yeah we will then get ready dylan for week 17 it's uh not not it for the nfl season as you yeah. know <laughs> uh different now so uh but of course uh you, you guys will have it all covered over clutch points uh, let everybody know where they can find
1: all that Yes, you can go to the Clutch Points app. You can follow all of the NFL games remaining in the season through the postseason. We'll have plenty of coverage on the news side of it. All, you know, all the guys missing games with COVID, but all the, especially offseason, the good offseason content, I'm sure will be coming forward soon in terms of uh, possible coaching changes. We'll be starting to look ahead already at the NFL draft. We're already looking at Right now on Clutch Points, different players to watch and all the bowl games, the ones that are at least still happening uh, in terms of who uh, is going to make an impact of the next level next season. So you can read that in the Clutch Points app at ClutchPoints.com in the NFL section there. Um, also, you can go to the betting section of uh, breakdowns for all the all the NFL games, uh, NBA games as well. And the app and, and the website so yeah tons of tons of stuff getting wrapping up here the we got the also college football coverage if you're into uh, that hopefully everything moves uh uh cleanly for these playoff games uh, been looking forward to those but yeah i've been a crazy crazy few weeks here obviously
0: Yep, it is, uh, for sure. So uh, be sure to check all that out, all the work ones. I always be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast that you have to use, just search for Doctor Fast, that's so podcast and draw.